Welcome everyone to the Carry On Cast. This is the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church. We're so glad you're here with us. I'm Pastor Megan and I'm here with Pastor Jay and Pastor Jen. Hey, it's so good to be together again. Um, You're still here. Uh, Yes. We're still here. (laughs) Two weeks in. (laughs) And loving it. Yay! Yes, oh, happy to be here. Thank you. Um, gosh, it's it's great to have the both of you here, too. So it's it's just been wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. And it's fun to get together and talk about these texts, I think. Um, and we, we keep hearing texts uh, that are sort of familiar, but I think it's always good to revisit them because we're, we're here uh, in the book of Genesis sort of working our way through the narrative lectionary a little bit. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I love Genesis. Oh, me too. Mm-hmm. I think the stories are, uh, they, they're familiar, but they're also, I think, really, they feel really real. You know, yes. this is messed up families and hard decisions and um, and incredible things too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've, formative stories that really have shaped generations of people that we can still relate to today, which is such a, a cool thing. I think you're right. So many of the stories are really familiar in our culture, Mm. are referred to often, and Mm -hmm. yet we maybe don't read them actually as much as we ought to. I remember years ago, a Bill Moyers special. Did you ever see that? They got a bunch of scholars from different religious traditions together just to talk about Genesis. I remember watching that, and that's where I got really excited about um, Genesis. And not Ah. before that, I didn't really realize how these stories related to one another and how interesting they really are mm-hmm. and how meaningful they mm-hmm. are. And how many of them there are in just this one book. I mean, right. when I mean, we talked about Noah, right, about, you know, how that's the classic uh, nursery wall decoration. But if you were to just tick off like, oh, you know, big stories in the Bible, particularly Old Testament, right, so many of them that you would name would come from Genesis. Um, Creation, Noah, today we're going to talk about Abraham, Uh, when you talk about like Joseph, when you talk about um, Isaac, you know, so many of these really, um, the wrestling with the angel, and I mean, oh my gosh, all these cool stories that have really evocative imagery, um, and they're all from Genesis. Yes, and they feel human. They Mm. feel like these are people like me, same struggles, same issues, same uh, trying to relate to God, trying to find God. It's it's just, yeah, I love Genesis. Mm-hmm. I don't know about you, but our family in the early days of the pandemic watched uh, Joseph and the Amazing Technical. Hey, oh, there you and go. And even our nine, ten-year-old kids uh, got into that. So, and that's right from Genesis. That's it's. I yes. mean, that the whole last half of Genesis, pretty much, mm-hmm, is right. is about Joseph's story, and it's quite a narrative. Um, and folks, we get to uh, hear a lot from Genesis at, at this stage of the game because, by and large, we are using the narrative lectionary as the series uh, for our readings here this fall. The narrative lectionary just comes out of Luther Seminary. Uh, it's a few professors there who just wanted to take a different direction when it came to the kinds of texts we hear on Sunday and why and how we hear them. And so the narrative lectionary usually starts in Genesis, works its way through the Old Testament, uh, right around Christmas, uh, conveniently tells the story of Jesus' birth, and then tells uh, goes all the way through one of the Gospels until uh, right around Easter or just after Easter, and then reads some New Testament stories uh, until about Pentecost, so around the end of May. Um, it's a, I like it because it's a way to hear kind of that full arc of Scripture, and, and you just hear texts 
in a different way. So right now we get to hear all these Genesis stories uh, close together, which I think helps for us to understand the narrative, the arc of of what's happening here in the beginning of these stories. Mm-hmm. And it fits really well in with the theme in worship right now, the who we are, because these people in Genesis are trying to figure out who they are in yeah. relation to God and and where they're going and, and what's uh, important in life. And that's where we're at too uh, all the time. And especially now with Easter in the midst of some transition, trying to figure out what's important, who are we, where are we going, all in relation to God. Absolutely. Yeah. And just like you said, Pastor Jen, like that these stories in Genesis are really real for us. Like they really, they echo and mirror things we're doing in our lives, things we're trying to figure out. So as we hear these stories of people, you know, wondering where it is God sending them and what it is that's going on in there and how am I supposed to understand myself now and now that everything's changed? Um, what I, I can identify with that. I, I get that. <laughs> I mean, I think we all do no matter what, but especially kind of now in this season of Easter's life together, we're asking those questions and I think it's good. Um, gosh, that also leads us pretty well into the reading for today because you want to talk yeah. about like, you know, going into something new and not quite knowing where you're headed. Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy, is this story that. <laughs> That's right. There's so many big questions that Genesis addresses, uh, questions that continue to be questions of, that people of faith uh, wrestle with. And it, it, uh, Genesis, the writers of Genesis take it on in different ways. And mm. we were just saying before we started the podcast that the structure of Genesis, the, uh, the first um, 11 chapters of Genesis are these big cosmic stories. My arms are outstretched and nobody can see that. (laughs) The big cosmic uh, universal kinds of stories of creation, of the flood, all Mm. of creation flooded, uh, the the book says, and uh, Tower of Babel, and what other stories are there? Is that kind of it? That's the best Those are the big ones. Well, the fall, Adam and Eve, these are kind of cosmic sorts of issues. And then now in chapter 12, it narrows in, it it, it focuses in on Abraham and Sarah and their family and their descendants of one family uh, and then the people of Israel. So so this is a big shift in the book of Genesis now that we're starting to read from chapter 12. Mm-hmm. And the uh, brief translation note before we start, you just heard Pastor Jay talk about Abraham and Sarah. I just want you to know that as you hear Pastor Jen read the lesson, you're going to hear her say the names Abram and Sarai. Uh, and you're going to say, oh, I thought this was about Abraham and Sarah. What's going on? Um, yeah, I, I will never stop mentioning that Abraham's name starts as Abram and Sarah's name starts as Sarai. Uh, and that God changes their names uh, while into the story. So you want to talk about figuring out who we are. Like not only did their, well, you're about to hear how much changes for them, but eventually even their own names change. Like Mm -hmm. God really changes everything about these two people. So um, buckle up, really. (laughs) Okay. So here in chapter 12, we are moving into this laser focus on Mm. Abram and Sarai, who will later become... (laughs) Abraham and Sarah. One more time. One more time. For the people in the back. So, (laughs) verses 1 through 9 of chapter 12 of Genesis. Now the Lord said to Abram, Go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. I will make of you a great nation, and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you. 
And the one who curses you I will curse, and in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went, as the Lord had told him, and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. Abram took his wife Sarai and his brother's son Lot, and all the possessions that they had gathered, and the persons whom they had acquired in Haran, and they set forth to go to the land of Canaan. When they had come to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, to the oak of Morah. At that time the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, To your offspring I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there he moved on to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and invoked the name of the Lord. And Abram journeyed on by stages toward the Negeb. The word of the Lord. Wow, thanks be to God. Whew, there's a lot of place names in that one. Mm-hmm. How worried right. am I supposed to be about that? Pastor Jen did a great job with that. <laughs> I'm glad you're reading today. <laughs> Read with confidence. Right, right. <laughs> uh, it can be intimidating, I think, so, uh, to look at all those place names and wonder, oh, am I supposed to notice that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think the short version is, I mean, if you were to pull up, m- many of you, if you have a Bible with you, uh, have a map in the back and you may even have a like Old Testament map or Journey of Abraham map. Uh, it's okay to look at that. and It's okay to, to use those references. Um, the moral of the story is mostly just um, this is this is he's on a, he goes on a long trip. Right. He's leaving his home and going somewhere he's never been presumably. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Yeah. Somewhere unknown. Yeah. Um, yeah. Far away from home. And traveling by foot. I mean, in this in this time, he would have been walking the whole way, so exposed and vulnerable. Um, there's a mention of you know every they take everything with them, so they basically mm-hmm. completely pull up roots, no expectation of returning. Okay. Um, and why do they do this? Why do they go? Because in verse one, God just says, "Go." Mm-hmm. I oh, I like to believe I'm a faithful person. Um, and if God's going to tell me, like, out of nowhere, hey, um, just uh, everything you know, everything that's familiar to you, you're just going to take everything with you and go someplace completely unfamiliar, completely disconnected from you. Uh, I'm just going to promise you that it's going to be worth your while. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's not, and I think that's amazing. And, and even more amazing is verse 4. Mm. So Abram went. So Abram went. <laughs> yeah. God says go. And Abram yeah. doesn't go. Yeah. Mm. Right. On second thought, but Abram and, goes and, and like doesn't even offer a, offer a counter argument. No. Like he just packs up. Like and that's okay. unusual. Most call stories like this in the Bible, there is some disagreement. Like we can think of <laughs> yes. Jonah. Right. Uh, God says go to Nineveh, and Jonah says I'm going in the opposite direction. Right. And there's resistance. Right. Mm-hmm. And maybe as we read Abram's story uh, a little bit later, there is maybe a little less faithfulness or a little some more questioning, mm-hmm. yeah. doubting of God's promises. Uh-huh. But at this point, there's no, no sign of that. Yeah. He it, just goes. He doesn't say a darn thing. And better yet, like not just Abram going, but Abram and Abram's wife and his, what is it, his cousin Lot or his, I can't remember. His brother's like son. His brother's son. So his nephew. nephew Lot. That took us a second. We got there. Um, but all these other people go too. Like, Abram comes walking out and he's like, I just, I got this memo from God. Uh, We're going to pack up and we're going to start walking. And everybody just says, okay. Mm -hmm. And he's 75. And he's 75. 
25. <laughs> and I don't think yeah. at this time people often moved away from family. I, no. I feel like at this time people were born in a place and they stayed in that place for yep. their entire lives. There yep. wasn't a lot of transient community. And so this is really out of the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and I wonder what Abraham went or Abram went and he took Sarai and I wonder what Sarai thought about all this too. Man. Yeah, I mean I have an idea of what I would have thought mm-hmm. about it, but I'm perhaps not as faithful as as she may have been. <laughs> I don't know. I wish we got a little more of the story. You it's know? true. Like a little in between the, these lines of, of what was what was thought, what was felt. Because um, I think they were probably also human. Yeah. Well, and it's, it, that's one of the things I actually love about the Abram slash Abraham story is the humanity of it. As this story continues on, yes, we hear this incredible faithfulness, right? Like we, we hear this enormous trust. Um and so Abram's working his way down. Mere verses later, Abram and Sarai find themselves in Egypt. There's a drought. They've been driven to Egypt to find food. Um, and and here is where we see a little bit of the humanity, because even though God has said, I'm going to make you a great nation, I'm going to take care of you, it's going to be all right. Um, they get to Egypt and Abram goes, oh, hey, hey, honey, um, Pharaoh might think you're really pretty. And so you tell him that you're my sister. And then if he marry, if he wants to marry you, like, I won't get into trouble. Um, ah! Yeah, yeah. Woo! Terrible for a lot of reasons. Um, but again, it's that first kind of peak of, oh, these are humans. These are people who are are, you know, trying to do their own you know, working of the promise. Um, mm-hmm. They go with the promise yep. that, you know, faithfully mm-hmm. following God's call and yet not quite trusting always in that promise or mm-hmm. that that maybe it really needs to be up to them to fulfill rather than trusting God's fulfillment of those promises. Right, yeah. right. Which, yeah, I think is also a very human tendency, yeah. maybe wanting a little more control than we deserve to have. <laughs> yeah, that you can be two things at once. Mm. You can be faithful and you can also be questioning and mm-hmm. struggling and making mistakes. And yet at the same time, you're still doing your best. So I like the complexity of the reaction to God's call in this story. I think it's probably one of my favorite things about the Abraham story mm-hmm. is that we get these powerful acts of great faithfulness. Yeah, I'll leave everything I know, God. Sure, why not? Um, throughout Abraham's story, all these really bold acts. Um, and then all this just lousy behavior, manipulation and lying and um, abuse, I would argue, like when Hagar gets into the picture, Mm -hmm. all this really problematic stuff. Um, And so I think about two things. One, uh, just like you said, Pastor Jen, that there's complexity, like humanity is is kind of messy, like good and not good truly coexist in the same person, even those who are chosen by God uh, still don't know how to act right Mm -hmm. all the time. But the other thing that gives me real uh, confidence in that is knowing that God's promise sticks with them. So Abram messes up more than a few times and God doesn't go, "Ah, never mind, I will find some other random person and I will tell them to leave their home and I will tell them. God doesn't 
jump ship. So I think about, you know, for instance, looking backwards to the Noah story where God got so upset with all of humanity and said, I'm just going to start over. Like, I'm just going to wipe this all out and start over. It is, it is like God has said, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not going to do that anymore. I'm not going to start over again. All the way down to, I've made this commitment with Abraham and Sarah and I'm going to see it through. This is going to keep happening. Yeah. God's faithfulness is not dependent on anything at that Abram and Sarai do or do not do, just as God's call wasn't dependent on anything. At, at least we're not told that. The right. story mm-hmm. begins with a call. It doesn't say, because Abram was such a wonderful guy or faithful or talented or anything. I mean, all we, I think there's a mention of Abram and the, the descendants of Noah, but that's all that is said about him before this chapter 12 call. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it's something that God, begins. God chose Abram, and and there's some tension, I think, in Scripture about that, about why God chooses Abram and Sarah, why God chooses Israel in these Hebrew Scriptures. Uh, There's tension about that that election issue, but uh, God chooses them and says, also, you are going not only to be blessed, but Mm. you will be a blessing to others. And Mm. so there's a responsibility, too, that comes with this call and blessing that Abram and Sarai didn't choose or ask for necessarily, but that's another thing they're living into, not just being faithful to God um, in their own like individual relationship or their, their lives and, and following what God says, but also in their relationships with others, yeah. even other nations. Yeah, and I that's another thing that I really love about this passage is, so like if you're looking at verse two, God says to Abram, I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great. Mm-hmm. Why? The verse continues, so that you will be a blessing, right? Mm-hmm. There's a there's a real solid so that. In verse 3, I will bless those who bless you, and the one who curses you I will curse. So it's not all perfect. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. There's, mm-hmm. again, that real solid so that I'm going to do this with and for you, but not just so you can hoard all the favor for yourself. I'm going to do this for you so that through you, my love and grace and mercy can be known yeah. for all people, no matter who they are. Like yeah. God doesn't say, you know, I so that you will be a blessing as long as they act right. Like that's mm-hmm. not, <laughs> at right, least not here. Right. At least right. not here. That's not a caveat. Yeah. Um, I think that purpose. means also the, the Noah covenant still stands. Yes. So like with yes. every living creature. Yes. That's God's still in relationship with all of creation. But now God is doing something special and unique in this one family, in this one nation. I think of the way God's kind of covenant promises evolve, right? And they and they all hang together. It's not, oh, I've changed my mind about that promise. I'm going to do this instead. Just like you said, Pastor Jay, it's this evolution of, okay, I said it, Noah, that I all of creation will be blessed. Mm-hmm. And the way that that's going to evolve is in this case, the way all of creation is going to be blessed is is through Abram and his family and his descendants. That's the way that's going to be known. And that covenant, that promise evolves through the Old Testament. And for we who are Christian, we find kind of the culmination of that promise in Jesus saying, okay, and the God has always wanted to love and to bless and to be with us. And, mm-hmm. and the, the final act of that, the final piece of that promise is, is Jesus coming to be one of us with us. So it's it's all that yeah. same promise just 
getting narrowed and refined and yeah. made more specific all and the way. We are made then spiritual descendants mm. of Abram and Sarah, mm -hmm. Abraham and Sarah, then then we too have that responsibility yeah. as well as extending blessing to others. Absolutely. Because yeah, the blessing is for Abram and Sarah, we're starting with this little focused moment and then it moves. The blessing is for Abram and Sarah's descendants and their descendants and their descendants and the stars in the sky number <gasps> the descendants yeah. it's just such a beautiful mm. promise that is is big getting yeah. big again and something that we are called to as well you know that that capacity to to love all people because of how we are loved, mm -hmm. to be a blessing to all others because of how we have been blessed by God. You know, it's an invitation for us as well. Like you said, Pastor Jay, is the spiritual spiritual descendants of, of Abraham. And it's a promise that mm. you, you will be a blessing. Yeah. You will be. Yeah. yeah that's mm -hmm. a good point. Yeah. You are a blessing. Yeah. yeah. You're doing it already. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Will we hear more about Abraham and Sarah? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> you mean like in general or, or through our sermon series? <laughs> through our sermon series. Oh. Yeah. Well, look at that, well, Pastor Jay. We're out of time. Okay. That's a All question right. that has to remain unanswered. Stay tuned. Stay tune in tuned. Next week. <laughs> You tune into a podcast? No. Oh, wait, no, uh, how was that? Because it's not a radio. Yeah. Uh, well, click, smoke's coming out my ears. Click in I don't, next week. Click in <laughs> next week for the culmination of this question. Uh, folks, it's just always so good to be here with you. It is always so good to uh, learn from each other and be together um, here on the Carry On Cast, the podcast of Easter Lutheran Church, where our mission is to grow in faith and carry, carry on. on the work of Jesus Christ. Thanks, everyone. May the road rise on.